from Kirkco Media. Live Done Better podcast. This podcast is produced for all the unicorns who strive to create a life on their own terms, don't take life too seriously, and are on the mission to make a positive impact in this world. In the show, we're getting real about daily struggles and obstacles and how best to navigate through difficult times and challenges in life so you can make better decisions for yourself and feel healthy, confident, and aligned. Feel less alone and more connected. We're in this together, from my heart to yours. Welcome to Life Done Better. I'm your host, Jill DeYoung, and my guest today is Nikki Sharp. Nikki Sharp has many passions and she gets to do all of them for a living. She is a health coach, best-selling author, speaker, podcast host, and helps companies with marketing. Yes, a lot of titles, a lot of skill sets, but it all boils down to our passion for food, fitness, and well-being. Nikki and I recorded an episode in the Malibu studio pre-COVID-19. We're going to play that recording, but before we do that, I'd like to do a quick check-in. And Nikki is on the phone, on Zoom, right now, calling in from London. Welcome, Nikki. Thank you so much. And uh, I love the time difference. It's my night, your morning, ready to rock and roll. Exactly. I love that we can connect during this time, that the technology was ready for us to stay connected during this quarantine. I fully agree. And the ironic thing I will say about it is, Pre-COVID, you know, there was a a point of which people were, and, and myself included, were kind of like almost complaining about technology, that it was too much, that we were on it too often. And then here it's like, oh no, wow, I'm so thankful for it. Absolutely. I so agree. Like uh, my, uh, my dad lost his partner um, right before this all went down. And I am so glad that we get to call every day and see each other if we want to, you know, and uh, same with all my friends, like we need the support during this time. It's so important. If we can get a hug, then a warm voice and a, you know, a smile through the phone, uh, it makes a real difference. A hundred percent. I will say that I'm starting to feel the the Zoom effect. I think that everyone is going through where there's so many. It's the only way to connect, right? So there's so many FaceTime calls, so many Zoom calls, so many. I mean, just being online that it's it it, it has become a little overwhelming. So I've I've like learned how to manage that a little bit better, but it's it all came so unexpected, and so you know we're all doing the best that we can. So and how do you balance that? Tell me a little bit about how do you balance all this new stuff that has been thrown at us and doing meetings through Zoom and not getting too overwhelmed um, or fried. Obviously, we are getting energetic feedback from our phones and from our computer and it can leave us feel really tired even after a good night of sleep we can like like get tired more quickly and feel really drained and just not able to even like make sense of our words how have i balanced it well i i didn't do a very good job for the first few weeks because you like everyone else it was like i wanted to connect to friends and family and i have my business calls and this that the other and i actually took a social media detox and i i completely got offline and deleted all the apps off of my phone 
I didn't call any single friend. And it was really a, a chance for me to just focus on what do I need to focus. And so then I came back this week, refreshed, renewed, and ready to go. I think this is like, especially as we are in quarantine and nobody really knows how long it's going to last. And, and we've definitely become more reliant on technology. That's one of the biggest things that people don't realize is that it's not just your, you know, the food you eat or the exercise you do. It's literally like, how often are you on technology? Because it's all affecting you. And like you and I have both really felt this firsthand, but like so many people listening who have like a million Zoom calls a week and FaceTime sessions and they sleep with their bedroom and their phone and this, that, the other, like, yeah, I just, I, like I recommend, and especially as our conversation when I was living in Paris is like, turn your Wi-Fi off, just yeah. do and it. Also, yeah, and not just the Wi-Fi, but also your phone, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Um, it's still emitting a frequency. Right. And if people are, you know, people are sending you, sending messages to you, may not disturb you if you put it on non-disturb, but it's still an energetic push that comes through. And it's almost like, you know, like you can feel that. Like, and yeah. some, some people are more sensitive than, than others, obviously, but um, put your, yeah, the sleep hygiene, let's just make some rules. Number one, <laughs> airplane mode on your phone. You don't, you know, like if someone needs you um, so badly, then they should call 911 in that moment, right? right? Yeah. Like if someone needs you in the middle of the night, and, well, you there's know, nothing you can do. Like you're not allowed to go to people's houses. And I would say too, like, you know, as another sleep rule is get off the phone an hour before bed. Like even at least like I found myself being on my phone, going to the bedroom, you know, scrolling first thing in the morning, just to wake up. I scroll, I do check emails. And, and when I did my, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it is, it's addictive. And last week when I did my social media detox, I found like I would just go to bed and there was nothing to check and news didn't interest me. So I just put my phone away and read. Even like yesterday, I felt like, okay, I need to get away from my computer. And I was going to go walk on the beach without any input, without needing to get any more information in my head because I need to actually like process the day and leave it behind me. So I can actually have an open mind and feel more patient. And also when I, um, I have a lot more clarity. Yeah. Like when I get some time away from electronics, do you feel that the same way? I mean, a hundred percent. And I, one of the big challenges that I've, I've faced, and I've spoken about this a lot to my audience is that we're online and engaged and there's all these free courses now and everyone is doing something to promote their brand because they want to help, right? Like people want to make money, but also there, there really is, there has been a big shift in people wanting to serve and help. Which yeah. I that's love. a beautiful shift. I've seen and experienced yeah. too, where people are reaching out. How can I help you? with this new shift is like every day I, you know, I follow a bunch of different accounts that I like on Instagram and every day they're doing Instagram live workouts and there's meditations you can do. And there's, I don't know, there's all these workshops you can do. And it's, it's almost become overwhelming because you feel like you should be doing all of them. Right. It's almost like we feel this pressure now. Okay. Yeah. We have the time it's available. So we got to do it. We got to do it. And, and which is ironic because it's left, just as you were saying, like, go to the beach and just be, it's, it's left very little time to be. Like, we've always been human doings, not human beings. And more so now, we are, we are human 
doings more than ever because it's like, do this, do this, do this, do that, watch Netflix, you know, read a book instead of just, just be, just literally can you just be in your own space and not need the distraction. And so I, I also believe that while technology has been amazing and we're having this conversation because of technology, it keeps us distracted from the real thing that could be one of the greatest opportunities in our entire lifetime. People have always put their health as a secondary priority. And right now it's like, we can say without doubt, and I might ruffle some feathers and, you know, I'm sorry if if I do, but like, we know without a doubt, the people that have gotten sick or who have died had pre-existing conditions of some sort. And when you have a pre-existing condition, it is more important than anything else in the world to prioritize health. Yep. And, right. And it's like, now I'm my, my biggest wish for this, for the whole quarantine is that people come out of it and they realize, oh, my health is more important than anything else. Yes. Amen to that. And, and nothing matters anymore if you're sick. Right. And and so if you have a pre-existing condition, if you feel like you can make some changes in your life and you've not been uncomfortable enough to make these changes, I hope this time did kind of, you know, give you the kick in the butt. Kick the booty. <laughs> right? To say, hey, you know what? It's time. It is time to make those changes. And, and when Nikki and I talk about changes, we do not recommend radical changes. We recommend small changes that end up, you know, like doing you so well that it becomes, they, 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 those little things like drinking more water, drinking less coffee, eating more vegetables. I mean, yes, you know, we all know that we got to do it, but how are you implementing it and how long can you keep doing it? Because it's really all about what you do all the time, right? And consistently, not what you do every now and then, or, oh, I did really well for a week. And then I fell off the wagon. It's fine. Like if you followed the wagon for a meal, but then, you know, there's another meal coming, right? Every I, couple hours you have choices. Like yeah. what do you put in your body? What do you put in your mouth? And you have the power over your own body. And if you don't understand your body, then it's really good to obviously get checked by a doctor, but also to look into natural ways of healing. You know, our body is it's designed to heal, right? It wants to thrive, but if there's something sabotaging it, we got to find out what it is. And it's going back to basics. And it's not just about the, the food we eat and, and all of that. It's literally like what we think. And, and I, you know, there's so many people during this quarantine who have been super stressed out. And I, at the beginning of it, the first few weeks, I received a few comments from followers who had said, I can't believe you're being so positive. How can you? People are dying. Oh my God. They said, you know, I acknowledge that. I acknowledge this is very serious. And at the same time, I choose to be positive because it changes my my state in my body. It changes the cortisol levels. It reduces my cortisol levels, meaning that I don't have as much stress. I don't have as much inflammation. I sleep better. And so, yeah, I'm going to choose to be positive. And then as quarantine continued, I started getting the opposite messages from people saying, thank you so much for being positive. I don't know if I would have been able to handle this as well without your account. My wish is that everyone comes out of this understanding that your mind is, is the most powerful thing and what you choose is what you become. Simple as that. It is a wonderful way to 
like end this check-in and to like start the recording of your, you know, our last episode that we recorded in Malibu because there's so many, so much in there. We, you know, there was so much that we shared there and I really don't want anyone to miss out on that, but I'm so glad we got to catch up on, you know, on what happened during the last couple of months. Well, this is amazing. I adore you. And I, I hope that everyone listening took some value and, and the next episode that you're going to listen to, obviously we dove in deep. Oh, yes. I am so excited to share with you all. Nikki Sharp, thank you so much. You are a powerful force. Hello out there. (laughs) This is Jenny Curtis. I am a podcast producer at Kurt Co. Media, and I am currently sitting alone in a very empty podcast studio, surrounded by hand sanitizer. (laughs) And I'm recording this in an effort to reach out. It's not an easy time right now. We don't know what the day-to-day is going to look like for the next few weeks, even months. So I'm proposing something. Let's all make something together. Kurt Co. Media has launched a podcast called A Moment of Your Time. These are bite-sized episodes, and each one features you out there. Go to kurtco.com slash a moment of your time for more information. We may have to stay apart, but let's create together. Welcome back to Life Done Better at Kurtco Media Podcast Studio in Malibu. Nikki Sharp, welcome. Thank welcome you. in the studio. Welcome back in LA. You've been traveling for many months. I did uh, 29 in 2019. I did 29 flights, 16 international flights, seven Eurostar trains, uh, six international work trips. I was just like, what? And you're not counting. Yeah, and, and no one's counting. Who's counting? I mean, you have many passions and you get to do them all for a living, right? I do. You're a health coach, an author, speaker, podcast host, and you help companies with marketing. My entire career, people have said, pick a niche, do a niche. You'll have more followers. You'll have better success. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I mean, I just don't want to. <laughs> I, I would get bored, bored yeah. personally. Like, I feel like I have so much more to share than one topic. Yeah. Well, we're multifaceted human beings and times are changing so much that it, it's not just about do one thing for the rest of your life. It's I think people are starting to understand that we are ever growing, changing consistently every year and that your passions yesterday might not be your passions today. Yeah. You may have talked so much about a certain subject and you, you just grow old. It grows old. You're yeah. like, you know what? I have other things to share. Oh, that, Life goes on, you evolve. And so my evolution, and I share everything, all of my evolution on, on social media, but I'm much more into spirituality and uh, self-help and psychology. And so that's really what I'm teaching now because you can eat all the right food, but if you don't work on the mind, the food never really has the greatest impact. And so this is your new biggest lesson that you're sharing, right? Like, so really embracing yourself, embracing your body. Um, it's, it really looks like you love what you see in the mirror. It looks mm-hmm. like you really love your body. And, and it's not always been like that because you've mm-hmm. dealt with eating disorders and it's probably, you know, your body's never looked good enough and was yeah. never, you know, like 
functioning the way you want it, right? Can you can you talk a little bit about that and the journey to like really embracing your body because it's it's you know it's such a contrast, right? Right. Yeah. So I had two eating disorders, and I I, I had anorexia for many years, and I had huge body dysmorphia. I was mm-hmm. tiny, and I thought I looked fat. What age was this? And had to, did it have anything to do with modeling? Was it? But yes and no. Or? Yes and no. Um, it started really when I moved to California at. 18 or 19 and it was the first time that I had been out by myself I was completely uncomfortable didn't have any friends here it just it was like taking a snow globe and shaking it and that's how I felt and I was like "Ah!" scattered and and I didn't have any of the the spiritual practices or the self-help and the you know health and wellness was not a thing back then and was there something that triggered it or did someone say something or like you know, uh, I do know that eating disorders often originate from um, trying to control a situation, yeah. like trying to control what you can control, and that's your. Well, you that know. was exactly it. If you if you shake the snow globe, what's the one thing you try to control? One of the snowflakes falling, as if you think it's going to control the entire snow globe. Gotcha. And that's, yeah. that's what it was. It, it was total sense. It was me, all of this chaos and scattered, and uh, you know everything. And so I was like. Control your eating. A lot of and uncertainty. Uncertainty, huge uncertainty. And so, and now I, I thrive in uncertainty. It's like, that's my, my zone of comfort is uncertainty. You're comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. You've learned to yeah. like get out of the comfort zone. That's why you're growing so fast too. Yeah. Like you, you really do learn a lot. You evolve so quickly. And I love that you are sharing these beautiful, positive messages with everyone because it's so needed. It's so needed yeah, to be heard. I, so. I try to say to people, love yourself as you are now and know that you, you are not the same person as you were yesterday. You can be a better person than you are today. And so how did you go from pretty intense eating disorders and I don't know how many years exactly, like you were dealing with it? A lot, how, <laughs> many years. And when, how did you pull yeah. out of that? Like how, what was the practice? Like, are you completely healed from it? Do you feel like you're not scared of food and you're just so, you know, relaxed in your body or do you at times feel like it's creeping back in? Great question. I believe that's a big question that people have is, you know, will I always be affected by this? And so for me, no, I'm, I'm, I can say I'm completely free of them. Does that mean that it's not still in your head of like, mm. there are times where I'm like, oh God, I've eaten so much. And then it kicks in the next day, like, oh, don't eat. And it's like, no, Nikki, just, so I'm at a place now where I just listen to my body. And if I'm hungry, I eat. And if I'm like exercising a lot, I know to eat a bit more. But otherwise, I'm like, I don't need breakfast every day if I'm not hungry for it. Absolutely. I think the food and the fitness is always yeah. the fundamentals to you know, straighten out your mind, totally. to like reset your attitude and, you know, to really connect with your body and, you know, mind in a way that you can't just when you are busy all the time and, and don't stop. And yeah. so I think taking excellent care of yourself is very much part of that spiritual connection. Like I think the, the nutrition and the food and the recipes are also a way to say, these are the first steps. Well, because those are the things that actually clear the brain fog and, yeah. and get you more connected to your body. And once you've gotten more connected to your body, that's when you can go into those deeper levels of meaning, of deeper purpose, of understanding yeah yeah exactly so it's it's kind of a natural process <laughs> yeah. so people that have been following you for a very long time mm-hmm. they've seen this evolution but mm-hmm. then there's the new followers that may go like oh wait what um, do you do what <laughs> yeah so it's not you know it's it's yeah it's it's a it's definitely a process and a journey that is ever evolving yeah and i think that's a that's the beauty of it and also if you're going through hard stuff and personal challenges you're like okay you know what i've 
I know that this is going to be a very valuable lesson. Mm. And I know that uh, someday I'm going to share this. Yeah. I don't know how, but I'm sure that what I'm going through now is prepping me for something big. This evolution that I've gone through was really unlearning all of these filters that we put on. So we we put makeup on, we do our hair, we put clothes on, but we wear different clothes for different experiences and different people. So who's the real you? You who you are are perfect exactly the way you are. And just to realize that it's a filter that we put on and that's okay. That's like, there's nothing wrong with that, but really start to get to the core essence of who you are and stop trying to do things for other people because you will never make everyone happy. And I think that's a really important mindset. If you give yourself freedom, you don't feel like you need it anymore. Or maybe a little, like you just like, it's something that I've discovered for myself. If I restrict myself, I want it bad. If you tell me you can do whatever you want, I'm like, huh, what? What I teach for in the Beautiful Binge in the second book is have the pizza, do the thing that you want that you normally feel guilty about and lay it out on a plate, light a candle, have a glass of wine so that Make you're taking, right, you're, you're having this thing you still want, but you're taking away the guilt because the moment you take away the guilt, it changes the entire experience. And it's double bad. I right. Mean, if it's already well, exactly. not great, you know, not a great choice. And then you feel really bad about it. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, that doesn't really make sense. Then no. enjoy it. The other thing on how I overcame the eating disorders was I started changing my mindset about exercise where I used to love exercise as a kid. And then I started hating it when it was like, oh my God, I need to burn off the calories. I need to go on the treadmill for an hour, which so many people do now, like 60 minutes. And so I started saying, you're not allowed to work out unless you eat healthy today. So that's what it was. I was punishing myself for an already bad behavior. Mm -hmm. And it became a negative feedback loop that just kept going. Kept, And this is why diets fail. And this is why New Year's resolution, like, I'm going to go to the gym now. I'm not going to eat, you know. Uh, and so I, I was like, okay, if you eat well, you get to go to the gym. And I was like, oh, what? But the more that I did that, the healthier I started eating. And then I realized from that. It became a reward. It, re it became the punishment. Re exactly. So that's the difference. That's here. the huge thing. Yeah. We have to stop making exercise the punishment for an already, quote unquote, bad behavior. Yes. Yeah. And that's powerful. Yeah. Because when you explore, there's no judgment and you can go to places where you would normally not go. Exactly. How can they do life a little better? How mm. can it feel better? How can it feel more connected? How can it heal? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, it's just a, it's an evolution. And the when we try to go to who we were yesterday, we're preventing ourselves from growing to who we're supposed to be tomorrow. Love it. <laughs> we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. On medicine, we're still practicing. Join Dr. Stephen Tabak and Bill Curtis for real conversations with the medical professionals who have their finger on the pulse of healthcare in the modern world. Available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Produced by Kurt Co. Media. Welcome back. I'm drinking my tea, some water. I mean, that's like kind of my favorite thing to do. Like we're having such wonderful conversations. My guest is Nikki Sharp. I feel like even though I've only known you for three years, I feel like we have 
so much going on and so much different things. But one of the things that we have in common is that we try so many things. We learn, we constantly learn. And with learning you, and trying new things, you also fail at times. Mm -hmm. What do you feel has been some of your biggest failures? Um, some were maybe wasteful, but on the other hand, is anything wasteful because it may have led you to the right path? Oh, I love this question. Because I think that we we don't talk about failures enough. It's like people talk about, oh my God, all the successes you've had. I'm like, holy moly, if I told you all the times I've received a no in my life. Oh my God. So I've failed so many times in terms of technology, in terms of not doing proper market research, in terms of expecting too much. And so what I've learned is slow down really do your research before you do it, really get to know your audience. And like one of the reasons that I I got a bigger book deal, I already had 100,000 copies pre-sold. So then- Prove that proved. you can sell. Prove that I can that sell. That you have an audience. If you have a million dollar idea, they don't care. If you have a million followers, doesn't matter what the book idea is. That it, Like that's point blank what it is. Uh, I have failed so many times. It's well, and I, it sounds like you, you know, you, you will continue to fail in so many things because you try new things. And obviously, yeah. you, you know, like you don't know it all. You learn as you go. Yeah. Right. I think that's the best thing you can do to educate yourself is to do it, yeah. to read it, to learn about it. I mean, sure, you can do courses and, you know, and apply what you learn right away. But real life experience is the best. It's the best. It's and, the best MBA and you'll I ever get. I love that you feel at times because you can teach me the don'ts and yeah, then I, yeah, you yeah. save me from a lot of trouble. Well, and I think that's people really forget that the reason that we should listen to others more successful than us is because they have failed, they've learned, and they're teaching the ways to success now. And it's like, why do it on your own when you can follow the blueprint of someone else? So like I did yeah. this book, ma the masterclass, and... I'm teaching you the exact way that I got half a million dollar book deal. So you want other people to succeed. To succeed. And, and getting a coach, getting a mentor is a necessity. What type of women do you attract and what are their main struggles? Like mm. if there were one or two yeah, yeah. More, most common ones. I get people mostly who come to me just because of the eating disorder background that I had. Honestly, the, the clients that I get, it's not just a you can apply and get accepted program because I have to see that you're willing to put in the work. Like I've had people come and after one month they quit. And so I always tell people because the moment that you start to tap into your biggest fears, people get really scared. And so I become your best friend. I become your support system. I also become your greatest nightmare in that I'm going to call you out on the shit that no one else has. And so people, it's like this uncomfortable, but really loving, comforting situation. And we grow so close and there's such a beautiful bond like I, the reason, so it's the three months and I say after three months, should you choose to want to coach with me still, that's fine. But that, the three months is, is the, the program. Mm -hmm. And I had one client who chose to continue for six months total. And after six months, she came to me crying one day and I was like, what's wrong? And she was like, I'm really terrified to lose you as a friend, but I don't need to work with you anymore. I, th I think I finally learned everything I needed to. And I said, you will never lose me as a friend, ever. Oh, I love that. Th well, that's a big success story. Huge. Huge. And, and I ran into her out of the blue one year later in a different country. It was crazy. And she looked amazing. And she said, everything you ever taught me is finally in my toolbox. 
when I have a bad day, I know how to pull myself out of it. And and everything that she wanted, she finally was having because, and it's like that for me is how I sleep at night. Oh, so, <laughs> so rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is nothing more rewarding than coaching others to teach and coach themselves. Yeah. Right. Because it. you don't want them to be depending on you. Yeah. I mean, for a certain amount of time, you're very committed and obviously you have, you, you're their accountability partner. But after that, it's like you want them to fly by themselves. Yeah. I believe in therapy and that I think everyone should go to therapy, but I don't believe in going to therapy every single week for years and years and years and years if there's a challenge you're genuinely trying to sort through. Because if you're still in therapy 10 years later, it means you probably haven't tackled the root issue because it doesn't take that long to get to it and overcome it. True. But also, I think that a therapist may become kind of like a best friend well, it, that's where it, a lot support. of people that I'm I find it surprising that I find like a lot of people don't have best friends that they can talk to like the way we yeah. talk about everything and anything. Well, that's because it's the lack of judgment. Whereas our friends, we feel might have judgment or they might be judgmental. And if they're judgmental, then maybe they're not the right friends, but we feel they're going to be judgmental. Whereas a therapist it's neutral. It's neutral. Don't get me wrong. I love therapy. I think I think it should be taught in school that you should see therapists. You should do all the self-help. You should learn how to meditate. You should learn how to cook. We're teaching the wrong things on how to succeed in life. So what would you like to see improve in your life? Oh, that's a fabulous question. Um, I would like to see my friends more. More quality more time. More quality time with my, my best friends. Um... Uh, yeah, I'm like a level 9.7 out of 10. Dang. Yeah. Congratulations. Maybe a bit better sleep. What about you? What do I like to improve? I feel like there's two words that keep coming up. Mm. And one is uh, I would like to be more playful. Yes. Okay. I'll add that. <laughs> and adventurous. Because that okay. really kind of ignites the spark in me because yeah. I am also like a high performance yeah. you know, type of and like the way I you know like do a triathlons and yeah. you know, as a um, I perform best when I'm busy because I get really laser focused and I love getting lots done so it's definitely a zone that I feel great in That's but then genius. Yeah. I get to like be too responsible it mm. kind of goes out of balance i don't play enough i don't smile enough i see myself being super productive but then i'm like this is not yeah. fun you yeah know? it's yeah. not fun anymore so the balance kind of goes yeah. to the other extreme yeah. um so that's uh, one thing i would like to improve in my life next question for you what superpower would you like to gain oh <gasps> wow what superpower would i like to gain I look at people like Jim Quick and Jay Shetty and Tony Robbins and all these people that I look up, uh, like, just, I'm like, I want your career. It's amazing. And, and like, Jim's a great friend of mine. And they wake up super early. So, but, you know, they wake up 4.30. By the time it's 6, they'd have already meditated, worked out, eaten breakfast. And then they're starting their day. They're kind of ahead of everyone. They're ahead else. of everyone. Mm -hmm. And so you get more done in a day. And it's not about being more productive per se. It's, a, you know, how much more value can you give and serve? And, and I look at that and I'm like, oh. I have a new motto that says, if it scares me, you must do it. I'm so passionate about my career right now that I'm it's like. It's everything for it, you. It is. You live and breathe it. Yeah. And like my speaking stuff is really kicking off. So I'm, I would love to just continue like rolling with it as fat like a snowball where it goes down a mountain and gets bigger 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 i see only bright things in the future for you oh thanks 
Nikki, how do people stay in touch with you? You can find me at Nikki Sharp on Instagram. So it's N-I-K-K-I-S-H-A-R-P, same as my website. Um, and just anyone who's listening, drop me a message. I, I love connecting with people. I still respond to all of my own DMs and comments and all of that. So if you're interested in the coaching program or you just have a question, drop me a line. All right. I want to thank you for being a wonderful guest. I mean, you are a podcast host yourself and you just make this so easy. It makes it easy to like share the joy that I feel when I talk to you. And that's what this is all about. I want to share abundantly in the things that I have in my life. And Nikki, you are definitely a gem. Oh, I love you. Thank you. I this was you. amazing. Hey, it's Jill. The one thing we cannot buy more of, it's time. Time is precious. And I am so grateful that you chose to spend time listening to my podcast. There's a lot more I'd like to share with you. So don't forget to subscribe to Life Done Better on your favorite podcast app. And stay in touch. If you have a question or a topic you want to hear discussed on the show, shoot me a message on Twitter at underscore Life Done Better. We all deal with a lot in our lives and it's freeing to talk about it openly. From my heart to yours, thanks for listening. From Kirkco Media, media for your mind.